welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, it's Ariel, and me, Raylene. Woohoo! <laughs> In the house, here we are for our episode. It's funny because, Raylene, the last time we recorded, we were, it was like the dead of night. <laughs> That's true. I kind of forgot about that. It was so long ago at this point that I just kind of blacked it out. <laughs> It's uh, It was a very strange experience, and now we're in the light of day with coffee instead of wine and, and sleeping pills. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> not the same person was having wine no, and sleeping no. pills. <laughs> Don't do that. That's dark. Um, well, here we are with our update episode. I'm very excited to jump in. I'm excited to hear what you've been reading. I'm going to be honest. I haven't been reading much. I'm having like this crazy uh, up uphill battle or what that's not what i mean uh up tilt (laughs) up upturn upturn that's the word (laughs) hello in work the last few weeks it's just Mm. been crazy i uh you know what i try my best to upload consistently to my channel i've never been well maybe i actually was at the beginning of my channel days like when we were making videos when we were teens we would update like two times a week three times absolutely easy yeah, it was easy. I don't even know. I, I, I'm like, I don't even know how we did that. I do know how. They were not very good videos. <laughs> That's true. And videos were like one minute long to like three minutes yeah. long in those days. And that was yeah, cool. Exactly. It was like a three to five minute long video. And it was just like, there was no graphics. There was no like anything fancy. It was just sitting in one spot talking mm-hmm. about a book. And then like you could you know record five at the same time and then spread them out for a week totally. i didn't even edit my videos at the beginning i just would upload and boom <laughs> those were the good old days um but nowadays yeah for the last few years i try my best but my videos take a long time and i also it's not the only part of my job isn't just making the videos right there's all yeah. these other things so i try my best but the last couple of weeks i've been uploading like one or two times a week and i'm just like what's going on (laughs) i'm so tired oh man oh man so i haven't been i say all of that not just to complain about my work life but to to excuse why i really haven't read very much but we'll Mm. we will jump into that how are things going on in your life raylene how's the how's how's bc bc's just fine i still haven't i still haven't gotten my vaccine but that's okay that's the real update I want. Yeah, yeah. That's the update for the people. I haven't, uh, we haven't received a phone call yet saying, hello, we've got extras. So yeah. still just waiting for that, but it hopefully will happen soon. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to jump in today. We're going to talk about uh, the stuff we've been reading, the stuff we are reading, and book news, book olds, and I think mm. you have a bit of a haul, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Let's start there. Let's start at our, at our little book hauls. I actually don't have any books to haul this week. Um, it's not because I haven't bought any. It's just because they haven't come here in time. Ah, I see. <laughs> I do yeah, want, so- yeah, I, I do, uh, want to share, though, that I bought a beautiful bookmark. I bought this absolutely gorgeous um, bookmark. It's, I think it's leather. I can't tell if it's real leather or not but it has this like gorgeous metal thing at the top that's just so pretty. So I'm going to post a photo of that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I was like, yes. I need to post photos on the Instagram, but I haven't read anything and I haven't bought any books. So <laughs> what do I take photos of? And I was like, I'll mention the pretty new bookmark I bought. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> do you like the podcast? Would you maybe want a Books Unbound <laughs> bookmark? Gosh, those are still available. Oh, wow, um, forgot about that. <laughs> I was checking our stock and we only have two dust jacket pins left. Oof. I repeat, two. Oh, God. So if you have had that in your cart and you were waiting for something, this is your moment because there's only two left. Help us sell them out. Uh, go now. But yes, really, <laughs> let's jump into the books you bought. I'm curious. Okay, so just so everyone knows, the only reason I even bought books is because there is a 50% off sale at Value Village, which is a thrift store for those who may not know. And their books are normally quite expensive. They're like $6 each, which for used books, which is crazy. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take this opportunity to just go have a look. And they ended up having some really cool books there. Mm. Um, So I got Later by Stephen King, which is one of his like his newest book maybe 
I'm not sure if it's his most newest one or second newest, but yeah. it just came out pretty recently. I remember just seeing it when I was browsing through Kohl's the other day and they had it at the thrift store. So I was like, well, heck, I have to buy this, especially because I've been hearing <laughs> lately that it has kind of similarities to it. Like it oh. has similar vibes, perhaps. Um, all I know is that it's about a young boy who has some kind of powers and I don't know much more about it than that. Um, but I'm really excited to have found that one, especially a used copy. So that was cool. And then I also got Beloved by Toni Morrison. Oh, that's Which cool. I was super excited about because I picked up a couple of her books about a year ago. I've just been kind of gathering them when I find them at used bookstores. But Beloved yeah. is the one I really wanted to get and start reading first. Because I haven't read any of her books before. So I was really happy to find that. And it's in like pristine condition which is really nice and then the last one i got is dear life by alice monroe um, which as you may remember i just picked up runaway by alice monroe a couple weeks ago and yeah. still haven't read it obviously because i just got it but i'm excited to have a couple of her books now because i'm starting to get a good collection of short stories that i can dive into dip, whenever dip, dip. i'm in the mood for it so yeah. i'm really really hyped to have that so yeah those are the books i got i also got a couple of books for my mom altogether i got six books for 15 dollars. that's so that incredible yeah felt pretty good, good. yeah <laughs> i i said nice. raylene is trying to you're doing a challenge where you're trying to not do much extraneous spending and i was like mm -hmm. so how does this not count and she was like i didn't put it on my card i got cash and spent it on the <laughs> with the cash i was like so there's any... no record <laughs> any loophole for the books raylene any loophole yeah because i so really funny. i really was trying to hold strong i lasted eight days before I, I accidentally bought some books but i will not buy any more like i'm not gonna step into a thrift store i'm not gonna step into a bookstore I'm not yeah. buying anything online i really am trying to see how much money i cannot spend this month it, it's always cool though buying books at thrift stores or secondhand bookstores mm -hmm. but it's a little bit less at secondhand bookstores because obviously it's a bookstore so there is a curator and curator like the bookshop employees that are buying the books know what's good and, and what's popular yeah. and stuff but like when you go to a thrift store and you find books i feel like you can find the randomest weirdest yeah. good finds um it's exciting because yeah. sometimes you people you know non-book people might not notice certain things and might yeah. be like oh this is i just found a random book that i feel like reading sure i'll pick this one whereas i'm like looking for very specific things and so i zero in on those things and it's nice it's it's just exciting to find them and be mm -hmm. like wow nobody else picked this up before me like yes. how did how did nobody else grab this book yes like, it's just exciting i like totally it. i think it's cool that you got the alice monroe's as well um cj my brother who edits the podcast he mm -hmm. is currently reading oh god the the oh god <laughs> it's one of alice monroe's collections but it's the only one i owned um oh. but basically me and my boyfriend keep telling cj that he needs to write short stories because all of the time cj comes to me and my boyfriend and he's like i had this idea like imagine and then he tells us this like interesting fascinating idea and we're like yeah yeah. you need to write short stories like they would be so cool yeah um he's like okay well i should read some short stories first right to like get more inspo and i was like uh and he was like isn't the queen of short stories alice monroe and i was like 100 and she's canadian um mm -hmm. and he was like do you have any and i have one um but i forget mm -hmm. what it what it's called which one it is it's like a question do you know the one i'm thinking of who do you think you are that can't be right <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm looking at her books right now, and of the ones I'm seeing, none of them seem to fit. But that's okay. <laughs> none, that's of them, none of them are who do you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> no. None of them is even close to that, unfortunately. No, wait. Yeah, there is one. Who do I you bet there think is. I'm just are. I'm looking at like ten of her books. Okay, I'm not I'm not wrong. It's who do you think you are, uh published in nineteen seventy eight, winner of the Ooh. Governor General's Award that year. Very nice. Um shortlisted for the Booker Prize in nineteen eighty. Gosh. She really is a very successful woman, isn't she? That's really cool. Um, I'm really curious. Have you read any of her stuff yet? No, not okay, a yeah. single thing. I'm so curious. I'm so curious to think what, or to hear what you think. Mm -hmm. Well, let's jump into books we actually have read or are reading. Um, yeah. What have you read this week that you want to talk about? Yeah, I actually have a couple of interesting picks here um so i guess last time we recorded i did talk about i am the messenger by marcus zusak yeah. i finished it nice um and it was so good yay like i the last time i read it i was a teenager so i wasn't sure if it would still hit me in the same way yeah. that it did back when i first read it but i think it hit me even harder because wow. 
the the ending of this book is kind of meta and like weird and i didn't fully understand what was happening when i read it as a teenager like i was kind of just like oh yeah i think i get it and then i would just move on to another book but i didn't like fully realize what was going on and oh oh, it's so good when you understand it (laughs) so it just like amplifies the book to a new level um but yeah it's such a good book the main character is this random guy who kind of stops a bank robbery in like he's just like lives in a small town in australia and he's he helps stop a bank robbery and then after that he starts getting these playing cards in the mail that have like the first one just has three addresses and times on it and he's like what does this mean why am i being sent this and he starts going to those houses at those times and he discovers people who need help in one way or another and he's for some reason the person who needs to give these people that help and so it's all about him just kind of paying it forward helping people Mm. who don't even know him don't necessarily need to know him to you know receive his help and it's just like such a beautiful story about the most average dude just like going out of his way in so many ways to try and make people's lives a little nicer and it's just a great great book i highly recommend it it's just solidified as one of my all-time favorite books that sounds really cool wow it was great it's a really great book it's weird and and interesting and the way it's written is kind of strange and funny, but I, I really like it. So, yeah. Well, anyways, I guess I read some other books, so I'll just keep going. Yeah, I also you're on a roll. read. Go, go, go. Yeah, I'm on a roll. <laughs> so, I also read the first volume of the fangirl manga. So, that was exciting. <gasps> right. Tell me everything, because that was actually, I don't know if you remember, but you, yeah. I think you found out about it because I had it on a book news. On a book like news. A and year now ago, I've read it. And now yeah. you've read it. So, you've got to update. Basically, this is a, a book news part two. Yes, definitely. So, I loved it. I really, really loved Yay. it. And, um, I got to the end of it and it says that it was part one of four. So I know okay. I wasn't sure if we knew that before, but there are going to be four volumes cool. according to this. And it was just lovely. I felt like the, the graphic novel manga style of it fit better for the story than it did as just a written novel. Yeah. The other thing I really loved about this is something that a lot of people complain about with fangirls, that there's too much of the fan, uh, like the actual fan fiction. Yeah. Fan fiction. I was going to say fan art. (laughs) Yeah. There's too much of like the actual fan fiction in the book. And it's like, I don't care. I don't want to read about Simon Snow. Like I just am not interested in this. And so what's great about the manga is it kind of just skips over all of that. Like there are bits where you see Kath writing and like working on the fan fiction Mm. and stuff like that but there's it's never overwhelming like it's only given a couple of panels right when it is happening so I just I found it to kind of skim over the parts that I didn't really want to be reading anyway and just focused on Kath and what's going on with her at college and everything and it ends on a cliffhanger which kind of made me mad but it's like because something crazy is about to happen at the beginning of the second volume and but yeah it was just lovely it was such a perfect read i feel like it would be a a great fall read but Mm. you could read it anytime obviously but it has that academic setting so right it seems like a fall read and the cover has leaves on it so that's partly why i said that just now um but yeah (laughs) it was just so good i think that's a really good testament to to it as an adaptation though that the cliffhanger still hit you and that it still felt exciting because you've read the book you know what's coming but the fact that it still had you excited shows that Mm -hmm. it's a good adaptation it's a very good adaptation. So I'm very impressed with it. I wasn't sure how much I was going to like it, but like I really loved it. So far, I'm liking it more than Fangirl the novel. So I remember, that's maybe controversial. Well, I, I mean, I remember back in the day, Fangirl was such a fan favorite and I didn't really like it as much as other books that I'd read yeah. around that time. And I remember still giving it four out of five stars just on Goodreads, yeah. I think, because I was scared <laughs> that people would get mad at me. Because for me, yeah. it really was kind of a three out of five. I think I liked the idea of the book more than I actually liked the book. Like, I felt like it was kind of long. And I also really didn't like the Simon and Baz sections, which I know Mm -hmm. is, again, controversial because there are so many, like, uh, carry-on fans. (laughs) And I just hate carry-on. That's not what I'm interested (laughs) in when it comes to the fangirl universe. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm really... uh, I'm really curious to read these, but I kind of feel like I might wait until they're all out. I don't yeah. like waiting for stories. Like, it just drives me crazy, and it no, I kind of makes me... Um, 
I don't know. It makes me kind of angry because I'm like, why would I read something if I can't read the next one? <laughs> and I then know, but like, that's always been such a problem for us, like as teenagers, waiting for the next dystopian novel to come oh, out yes. in the series, like waiting for Catching Fire and waiting for yeah. Mockingjay. Yeah. Like those are such stressful times where it's like, I just need it now. And then we go into a frenzy. The problem though is like if people were watching my videos back when I was a teenager and I was reading all of those dystopian books, mm -hmm. they will see that I only ever read the first one. Like <laughs> I have read The Maze Runner, Delirium, Divergent, uh, I, a million others. And it's only the first one because by the time so the funny. second one came out, I'd grown with so much resentment for waiting. I was like, ah, whatever. I don't even care. I'll just read another one. And then I'd read The Maze Runner and I'd never read The Scorched Trials and I'd read Delirium yeah. and I'd never read Pandemonium or whatever the next one was. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. God damn it, I'm not good at series. Uh, yeah, but did you have another one? I do have one more. Um, so I decided to also read Earthlings by Sayaka Murata. Oh man, okay, this is a big moment. This is, I'm, you know what? Damn, I forgot <laughs> you were going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually read this and did a reading vlog for it. It should be out by the time this episode comes out. So patrons, you can check that out. Um, but this book was crazy. Like it's kind of hard to even just summarize what the book is actually about. And it made me think back to when we first discovered this book and read the synopsis and we were like that sounds cool and now I'm like what did the synopsis even say like mm. how could how could the synopsis have summed this book up um so I'll do my best to do it in as few <laughs> words as possible um but basically it's about this at the beginning of the novel this young girl named Natsuki she's 10 or 11 years old and she kind of lives in a fantasy world where she believes that like she has this little stuffed hedgehog which is the guy on the cover right. and she believes that he's from another planet but he can't communicate with her because he's a hedgehog and doesn't speak human <laughs> but anyway she has this idea in her head that she can do magic and she has this special little hedgehog friend and it's all because her basically everyone in her family kind of hates her and mm. is really mean to her like her mom is horrible to her she has an older sister and her parents really seem to prefer the older sister they'll give her anything they shower her with praise and just mm. like shut down everything that Natsuki does or says and just treats her terribly so she has this whole world built up in her head where she's like I just need to survive until I'm an adult and you know get through this and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but then lots of other crazy stuff happens there's some sexual abuse from a teacher which is horrifying and then she grows up and so the book is about her being a young person for a little while but then it's about her growing up and kind of how all of that stuff transitioned her into being an adult mm. and the kind of the way she is as an adult mm -hmm. um so that's kind of like the basic storyline but it is a very crazy book. It, I would say in a lot of ways it is similar to Convenience Store Woman in that the main character is kind of a, an outsider and doesn't really communicate well with other people. And so she does have similarities to the main character from that book. However, this book is so much darker than that book, uh, which I had heard. I had heard that going into this, but I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, and yeah, I would say it is quite dark from, you know, from the first... 20 to 50 pages already you're reading horrifying things so it's definitely not a book for the light or the faint of heart <laughs> and um it does have some pretty crazy gore moments later in the book which is something else i had heard about i had it hyped up in my head so much that i thought it was going to be worse than it actually ended up being okay. but it is definitely gross stuff for people who don't like reading horror and gory stuff would not recommend that but I, th I think if you can go into this book prepared with the knowledge that it's going to be a little scary and a little dark, then you should be okay. Um, going into it not knowing any of that stuff could really surprise and freak a person out because the cover doesn't doesn't tell you that any of that stuff's going to be in there. It's interesting, though, um, because you texted me um, because I make the thumbnails for the Patreon mm -hmm. reading vlogs. And so Raylene messaged me and she was like, I finished reading Earthlings. Could you please make me the thumbnail? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I just realized I forgot to do it, but I'll do it soon. And, <laughs> um, but you text and I was like, oh my God, you read it. And you just, you, all you texted me was, I do not think you will like this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really scared and interested for you to read it because I just Curious. don't know how you're going to react to all this stuff that mm -hmm. happens. Cause it is the type of book, like it seems to almost just like bombard you with darkness. Mm. But I think that's part of the message of the book as well. Like if, while you're reading it, it all kind of fits together and makes sense, but it is just like 
overwhelming <laughs> at times what's going on Gosh, well at least it's short so you don't have to spend yeah too it's much very time in it's it. the perfect length it's the perfect length okay and yeah i really liked it i like i definitely would recommend it just to certain people it's hard to right. like broadly recommend this book but i really liked it and i'm like i definitely have a friend who i'm gonna lend this book to <laughs> that's so interesting gosh well yeah. that's exciting and and like raylene said the uh reading vlog for it is up on our patreon um actually i wanted to do a little patreon update we okay. have just passed 400 patrons which is Whoa. so exciting i think right now we have like 402 or something the last time i checked mm -hmm. 404 or something um but yeah, I don't know. We we talk about the Patreon at the end of every episode because we always mention that we're going off to record our mini podcast for Patreon. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it it is something we're really grateful for. And, and we're really excited this year that we're like putting a lot more effort into the Patreon. We're doing mm -hmm. monthly reading vlogs, both of us. We have monthly chapters coming out for the, um, for our audio books. And we are like brainstorming other stuff that we're gonna do. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to thank everyone who supported us on the Patreon. We get lots of lovely messages from people on Instagram and, and different platforms saying that they really love the podcast. And so when people are able to financially support it, it means a lot. Yeah, definitely. yeah, it's really cool. All right, well, before I get uh, start crying over here, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> talk about the only book I read this week, which was a poetry collection by Mary Oliver Ooh. called A Thousand Mornings. Um, I don't think I hauled this one last week I th or a couple weeks ago. I think that, uh, do you remember that I hauled, like, a, I was like, I went to Halifax and I bought too many books. Yeah. This wasn't yeah, one of the I ones know. I hauled, right? I don't think so. No. But basically I was like, I don't want to haul them all or else there will be no surprises down the road. This is one of those surprises. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful um, surprise. So it's a really beautiful looking collection and it matches uh, some of the other collections I have by her. Like they kind of, I'm, or I don't know if. Yeah, anyway, it seems like she, the publisher Penguin, was like doing a thing with her fonts and yeah, stuff, definitely. which I really love. But anyways, I liked it. I didn't love it. I've got to be honest. There was a couple of poems in here that were really good, and I wanted to read one or two of them. Oh. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> this is a good one. But it just wasn't like my favorite collection. And this is always the problem with poetry. How the, how the hell do you judge poetry? I feel like you can't, like a collection. Do you know what I mean? Because... Yeah. If one poem is incredible and becomes your favorite poem, then it's worth reading the collection. Definitely. If one, uh, or it's like it's sort of like uh, listening to an album and you only love two of the songs. Do you? But you love them. The the rest you like. Mm -hmm. You're like, is that a bad album? No, because you got new songs off of it. It's sort of I don't know. It's kind of strange. But yeah. here we go. This one's called foolishness. No, it's not. <laughs> Sometimes I spend all day trying to count the leaves on a single tree. To do this, I have to climb branch by branch and write down the numbers in a little book. So I suppose, from their point of view, it's reasonable that my friends say, what foolishness, she's got her heads in the clouds again. But it's not. Of course I have to give up, but by then I'm half crazy with the wonder of it, the abundance of the leaves, the quietness of the branches, the hopelessness of my effort. And I am in that delicious and important place, roaring with laughter, full of earth praise." I like that one a lot. It's like a moment. It's just like, you're like, Mary Oliver's such a lunatic. She's just, <laughs> I just imagine her constantly outside doing crazy stuff. Pretty much. Um, ooh, this was another good one. This one's called I Have Decided. Another kind of vignette one. Like, these are more prose poems. Oh, I really like these. I have decided to find myself a home in the mountains, somewhere high up, where one learns to live peacefully in the cold and the silence. It's said that in such a place, certain revelations may be discovered, that what the spirit reaches for may be eventually felt, if not exactly understood. Slowly, no doubt. I'm not talking about a vacation. Of course, at the same time, I mean to stay exactly where I am. Are you following me? <laughs> I think I am. I think I am. Uh, okay, but there was one more I had to read you because it was about a snake. Oh, um, yes. That, those are my favorite poems. <laughs> I love it when Mary Oliver writes about snakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I get I knew excited. you would. I think you'll. I think you'll like this one. Out of the stump rot, something is the name of it. Okay. Out of the stump rot, something glides forward that is not a rope, unless a rope has eyes, lips, tongue like a smack of smoke, body without shoulders. Thus, the black snake floating over the leaves of the old year and down to the pond, to the green, just beginning to fuzzle out of the earth, also like smoke. 
If you like a prettiness, don't come here. Look at pictures instead, or wait for the daffodils. This is spring. By the rattled pond in the shambled woods, as spring has always been, and always will be, no matter what we do in the suburbs. The matted fur, the red blood, the bats unshuttering their terrible faces, and black snake gliding across the field you think you own. Long neck, long tail, tongue on fire, heart of stone. Damn, Mary. Damn, that was a good one. Good old that black was a good snake. One. <laughs> Raylene, uh, from now on, I'm gonna like if I send if I need to send you a confidential text message, I will say, "Dear Black Snake." <laughs> That's my code Black name. Snake reporting for duty. Um, so yeah, again, once again, like I read some poems. Those three were like my top three favorites, I think. Mm. But I read some really good ones in here. Always glad to be reading Mary Oliver. Um, but I didn't find it as a collection to be as strong as say yeah. Blue Horses or What Do We Know that I read last year. Um, and that's all I read. Okay, I'm just that's gonna be fair. honest with that's totally fair. Gonna be honest with the people. That's all I read this week. I actually, it's so funny. This whole week, I've been kind of sad. <laughs> that's okay. Don't worry, guys. It um, but one of the things I was sad about is that I feel like I haven't been reading as much as I want to be yeah. reading. Um, I kind of like miss reading, and I'm like, I think it's because I miss my books being on a shelf, and I miss like having a place to just sit and read. Um, and so the office is very nearly done and, um, we're actually recording in the office today, oh, yeah. which is exciting. We haven't done that yet. Or like we did when I first moved here and then we stopped because I was renovating it and now we're back in the office. Mm -hmm. So we're like literally at the finish line and I think things are going to improve for my reading soon. Can't but wait. let's move on to what we're currently reading. Raylene, what are you in the middle of? Well, I'm still reading Emma. Um, yes. Okay. So I was going to talk happening. about that too. Yeah. I have Emma here. I have only just begun it. So I have no, nothing to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm about halfway through it. I would say I'm still enjoying it. However, it is kind of feeling like the longest book I've ever read. Um, it's dragging. It just, okay. yeah, it's a bit, a bit dragging because I just feel like for the story that it is, I feel like it's a little bit too long. I feel like this book okay. could have been a bit shorter because um, mm -hmm. it is getting kind of repetitive in like the events that just keep happening but mm -hmm. um, a new character has been thrown in who's kind of annoying and controversial so it's uh she's shaking things up and making things interesting again so i'm, I'm interested in that I, i'm listening to the audiobook like i mentioned before and i think i have about four hours left now so okay i will keep listening to it but i just find that i can only listen to it for maybe like 20 minutes to half an hour before I'm like, okay, yeah. time for something else. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how I feel by the end of the book, but I definitely like, am still enjoying it. Like I'm not, I'm not disliking it. It's just, it's just taking me a lot longer than I would like to read it. Um, yeah. It's a big boy. Yeah. It's pretty long. It's her longest. Yes, so. definitely. So since Wait, I have, is it? I don't know. Park my I don't know. Let me fact check okay. as you talk. <laughs> but yeah, I was just going to say since I don't really have like a new currently reading to mention i was gonna do a mm. tbr challenge and mention oh a couple my god of books. cue the music yeah, cue the music <laughs> there are a couple of books that i want to read next slash very soon um so i'm currently still behind on my goodreads challenge i don't know if i'll ever be able to dig myself out of this hole i'm just constantly three books behind <laughs> at the moment because i can't I, I haven't been reading as much as i would like or I, I where i could be reading a lot more and a lot faster so i've decided i want to read a couple more short books to help myself try and catch up so i've got bobcat and other stories by rebecca lee oh fun i think this one will be next i'm really excited to jump into this one soon i think it'll be a quick read i actually just flipped through it looks like it's like five or six stories so they're not like super short stories they're slightly longer form short stories which is exciting okay. um so yeah i don't really know anything about those stories i just have heard lots of good things about this collection so i bought it a while ago and here we go it's just been on my cat shelf so sometimes i have like a specific <laughs> shelf just for my cat books and it's a mixture of my read and unread books so sometimes i totally. forget about those books when i go to look at yeah. my unread bookshelf and so the other day That's i was funny. like you know what i'm gonna look at the cat books and see what i could read <laughs> which brings uh brings up the next book as well time cat time, time cat. cat by lloyd alexander <laughs> This is a middle grade book about a cat that can travel through time and space and takes his human friend with him to all sorts of different places. And it's a fun adventure. So I think that sounds super fun. And since it's middle grade, I should be able to zip through it. So those two books I will have read by the next time we record. 
Just putting it out there. Wow. Yeah. She said it. She said it, it, folks. That's exciting. That's how TBR okay, Challenge well, works, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I vote Time Cat, <laughs> but I know that it's not a voting thing because you said you no. read both, but I'm I gonna still vote both. for Time Cat. <laughs> Uh, the book I'm currently reading is Everybody Sees the Ants by Mrs. A.S. King, oh, yeah. the Queen. Oh, God, I love A.S. King. She's so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I grow up, I'd like to be like A.S. King. Thank you. I said it. It's out there. So this is a book we've talked about loads on the podcast before, but um, it's time for a reread. It's been too long, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I actually was was talking about this. We were talking about this on the live show, Mm -hmm. right? That's another thing that we do for our patrons. Every month we do a live show, but we, uh, we were talking about this with our patrons and basically I have a fun origin story of where I got this book. So I thought it'd be fun to tell the story. Mm -hmm. When I was living in Honduras, I, uh, there was not very many bookshops in, in, in Honduras and, but there was one in a mall called the Nova Central. I wonder if it's still there. I hope it is, because it was a very lovely little bookshop and cafe. Mm. Um, and they had a little English section, which was very exciting. I can read Spanish. I just don't enjoy reading Spanish, oh. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. And this, there's a very simple reason. I'm not very fast at reading Spanish. Yeah. And so it sort of is irritating to me when I'm reading Spanish and I'm going so much more slowly than yeah. I do with English because obviously sense. like born and raised to uh, reading English. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I did all my degrees in, in English literature. I'm fast at reading. So when I read in Spanish, my brain's like, oh, boy. All right. And <laughs> so we go, we go so slowly, me and my brain, that I'm just like, I don't really I don't really have fun with it. But anyways, that's why I was in a Spanish bookstore looking for English books. I but I go to this little English book section. And most of the time when you're abroad and you're looking at an English book section, it's just classics, right? They're like, yes, we happen to have a couple copies of Dickens. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, okay. But they had Everybody Sees the Ants by A.S. <laughs> and I had never in my life uh, heard of A.S. King, heard of this oh. book. This was a long time ago. When was this book published? Like, I want to guess 2012. Yeah. What do you guess? Maybe 2011. Yeah. That's my guess. 2011 it says huh. uh, copyright 2011 copyright 2012 for this edition yeah. that has like a discussion thing at the back um but yeah so i had never heard of it uh, i've never heard of the author and i was like wait a minute that looks so ya yeah <laughs> i was i was 17 18 and i read the back and i literally was like i don't this sounds kind of strange but honestly i just want it's so exciting that i found a ya english book in honduras so i bought it went home read it and became my favorite YA book and has never been toppled as my favorite YA yeah, book. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and what's really cool, and I'll, I'll try and get a photo of this because I think this would maybe would be cool for the Instagram, is that on the back it says it's 225 lempiras, which <laughs> is the currency in Honduras. It says it's 1099 in Canada, if that gives you... It's, it's like one of those currencies where it's like... You know, one dollar is like eighteen lempiras. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really high uh, exchange. But yeah, anyway, I thought it was a cool place to have gotten it. And then, a cu- like a year later, or not even, when I was back in Canada again, yeah, Raylene and I were doing a challenge that was like send book, send a book that has the face of a boy on the cover. Mm-hmm. And I sent her this. So that's how uh, that's how Mrs. A.S. King fell into our lives. Yeah, kind yeah. of magical. Anyway, <laughs> it is kind of magical. Yeah. She found me when I needed her. But this is a, such a beautiful book. And just, I'm not even that far into it. I'm like 50 pages in to the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I'm happy she is you. so talented. My God. My God. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it is now time for us to jump into book news. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, and Raylene, I have, <laughs> I have, uh, I have two pieces of book news here. One of them was emailed to us, actually. Oh. Um, definitely, guys, don't do that because I never check the email. So if there's something important, <laughs> do not email it to us. We won't see it. But thankfully, we, I, I did see this email. Okay, this is from Lucy, who says. 
Hi, Ariel. She, she sent it straight to me. Really. It's for you. Hi, Ariel. I just came across this nugget of book news on Twitter and had to send it to you because it is none other than drumroll confirmation that Otessa Moshfeg has written a new book during the pandemic. So that's very exciting. Best wishes, Lucy. So I looked this up. I found a piece on Vox. Vox wrote this really interesting piece. I recommend people check it out. It's called The Plague Prophets. Um, from Contagion to World War Z to, or I guess it's World War Z, to Palm Springs, what the artists who foresaw the pandemic are thinking now. <laughs> and so they just like interviewed all these people who have done, like the, the screenwriter of Contagion, yeah. uh, Emily St. John Mandel of Station Eleven, and then Aunt Otessa Moshfeg is one of the authors on here. And so this was, I think, where the news broke because I couldn't find news of this anywhere else. But basically, right at the end of her little section, each person just wrote like a few paragraphs. Mm -hmm. At the end of her section, she wrote, she wrote, when I wrote an article for The Guardian about lockdowns last April, I had not settled into reality. I was just adjusting to it like everybody else. A year in, I would write a very different essay, maybe a more intimate portrait of how I've changed. But I also wrote an entire novel during this period. I needed to, to survive. Dun, dun, dun! Whoa! That's exciting news. So who knows when yeah. that'll come out, but it's good to know that who there is... Yeah absolutely no news on when it will come out what it's about like no news really it's yeah. just news that she did write a book during the pandemic it's That's also possible that she won't want to publish that book <laughs> i guess <laughs> we'll see what happens um the next piece of news i think is is very important and i want to be very delicate with how i talk about it because it is um a very important piece of news but it, it's very I mean, it has, <laughs> Raylene, it has upturns and downturns. Okay. It's a very ex interesting piece of news. Um, basically, let me try and, I'm going to try and tell it like a story. Okay. And um, however, I really recommend that people look this up from real journalists <laughs> so you can see the actual news. Um, so the Women's Prize. We all know about the Women's Prize. Mm -hmm. It was established because a couple, well, like a, a couple decades ago, um, I think it was in 1996. Yeah, in 1996, the Men Booker Prize, which is now just the Booker Prize, uh, ha announced its long list and there was no women on it. Oof. And so some women writers and uh, literature people were like, this is dumb. <laughs> yes. Why are you basically saying that women aren't writing great fiction? We're going to start our own prize. And they started the Women's Prize, mm. um, which when I first found out about the Women's Prize was the Bailey's Prize because it was sponsored by Bailey's. And I'm going to be honest, I liked that name more. I don't know why. I think I just really like the name <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's now the women, just, just straight, straightforward, the women's prize. So that's why it was established, which is such a great reason to kind of be like, you know, it's like a moment of inequality where you're seeing that women are not getting the same kind of excitement and congratulations as men are in the literature world. So we've set up this prize. Well, here we are like 25 years later. And the world has really changed, especially in terms of gender. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of where this story comes in. This year, Tori Peters's book, Detransition Baby, which I love that title so much, Raylene. I love it almost as much as Time Cat. Detransition <laughs> Baby. It's just such a great name. It's a groovy <laughs> name for sure. Okay. According to DazedDigital.com, the book is is this it says this is a synopsis detransition baby follows reese a trans woman in her 30s who is approached by her former partner ames to raise a baby with his boss who he accidentally impregnated after believing he was infertile so um but it sounds really fascinating and it's gotten so much praise like everyone's that i've heard review it has said really great things yeah. So that book was nominated for the Women's Prize this year, which is super exciting yeah. because uh, Tori Peters is the first trans woman to be nominated for the Women's oh, Prize. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. So that's like the first piece of exciting news for the for this piece of news because mm -hmm. it's just wonderful to see a trans woman being included in this prize. There's so many trans women out there that are writing incredible writing. So it's sort of similar to like if you go back to 1996 and 
you're like, okay, literally women weren't being nominated for the Booker Prize, so they had to start their own prize. I'm like, we're, at, we're sort of at that again, where we're yeah. like, how is there not more trans women being nominated? So it's just very exciting that they are. Okay, so here's mm-hmm. where the insanity, stupidity, and disgust comes in. And obviously, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read from <laughs> a letter that was written by the Wild Women Writing Club, but we completely do not endorse anything of what I'm just gonna read, I'm, but I'm just gonna read it so that people can hear the news straight from straight from what they wrote. Um, so this Wild Women Writing Club, it's a website. It says it reviews new poetry and fiction, writing for women's liberation. That's what they say that their quote, that their mission is. Clearly it isn't because they're not including all women. So here we go. Uh, It's an open letter to the women's prize. And they talk about how disappointed they are that the uh, women's prize nominated Tori Peters. And like, again, I I was appalled reading this. And again, it's just one of these reminders that actual transphobia is still very much alive. Um, So, but I am going to read it. They say... This year, however, you have long listed Detransition Baby by transgender writer Tori Peters. Making male writers eligible for the sole major women's literary prize does not break through centuries of patriarchal conditioning, neither does it honor, celebrate, and champion fiction written by women. On the contrary, it communicates powerfully that women authors are unworthy of our own prize and that it is fine to allow male people to appropriate our honors. My God, <laughs> I was reading that on a different tab and I just came over to Raylene, <laughs> head in her hands, disappointed in humanity. <laughs> it's just like one of, it's the most, in recent in recent uh, times, it's the most frank and disgusting transphobia I've read in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Jesus, like, I can't believe that there are people like that are writing this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's despicable on a lot of different levels, obviously. Like, first of all, I think, and I think the most important one is just that they keep saying that Tori Peters is male, yeah, which I is so gross. So like, clearly, Tori Peters is a woman, and just give her some respect, for God's sakes. Um, but secondly, it's just such a dumb argument. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so dumb, and like it doesn't make any sense. And anyway, the letter's pretty long. I'm, I was only reading that one little section so that people could get a gist of what the hell we're mm-hmm. dealing with here. Um, and then the other reason that it's really strange is because it's signed by a lot of people, you know, because it's like an open letter. That's like a, a thing, oh, right? Yeah. It's like an open letter signed by all these authors oh, who boy. agree. Um, and I didn't recognize any of the authors that signed it. Like I really scrolled through the list and I was like, oh God, who did, who did it? (laughs) Who's on here? I personally didn't recognize, um, any of the people on here. That doesn't mean that you might not, but, um, what the really strange thing about the list is that a lot of people that wanted to sign the list were too cowardly to sign it with their name and instead of just writing anonymous they took on the name names of classic authors what the hell so like emily dickinson is on this list <laughs> and like all of these big female uh, authors of the past are on the list that's and it's just like weird. so it's like the ghosts weird. of these females also <laughs> yeah. agree that's what i mean that's what they're trying to do like clearly they're trying to make it so that it seems like you know there's more support of it like the people of the past wouldn't have signed or like would have signed this letter too and it's like (laughs) first of all that literally doesn't make sense because most of the women authors that they're talking about were like really forward thinking for their time and i'm like if emily dickinson was alive today i'm like this maybe she would have supported trans rights like how the hell do we know there's no (laughs) way to know know. (laughs) there's no way to know so that was another like really weird gross part of the uh open letter and then um so the the last piece of the story i guess is just that obviously there was a lot of backlash to the letter a lot of people being like disgusted by it and stuff and the women's prize was in a situation where they clearly had to like be like defend uh mm. tory peters and and the decision to 
nominate her for the prize. Mm -hmm. So they released this statement where they said that they're immensely proud of the exceptional and varied long list. The prize is firmly opposed to any form of discrimination on the basis of race, age, sexuality, gender, identity, and all other protected characteristics, and deplores any attempts to malign or bully the judges or the authors. And they added, anyone who is legally defined as a woman can be entered for the prize by a publisher. The word woman equates to a cis woman or a trans woman who is legally defined as a woman. So that's kind of been their stance all along mm -hmm. and um, was good of them to actually just be like, of course, we're proud to have her on the list because she wrote a good book. Yeah. Like, that's what we do. We nominate women who write good books. Um, and, you know, there's I think there's a little bit of pushback on, like, should, it, should someone have to legally be a woman to be able right. to be nominated for the prize? And this is why I said right at the beginning, like, it's become complicated because our conception of gender has changed so much mm -hmm. over the last decades. Um, so who knows how that will continue to develop? Like, will that change to always be like you have to legally be defined as a woman? I have no clue. Yeah. But that was, I thought, a really exciting because it's so great to see a trans woman be nominated, but also depressing um, and important piece of news. Gosh, oh, we man. went on a whole journey there. Really. Has that <laughs> award been uh, been given out yet, or is it still just no, no, nomination? yeah, no? It's okay. not. It's still the, the. I think it's still in the long list phase. I don't even think okay. the, the. I'm so bad at awards. I never know what's going on with the awards. But it's funny because for our recommendation episode, we're going to talk about awards a little bit. I know. And, uh, this is a preview of how little me and Rayleigh know about awards. <laughs> <laughs> 2021. Oh, yes. Key key dates. Here I am. Long list was announced on March 10th. The oh. short list will be announced on April 28th. Oh. And the winner will be announced on July 7th. Oh, that's really far away. Okay. All right. So, yeah. There's lots of time for people to read the book. I, I was just going to say, I think I want to actually get that book and, you know, support yeah, and that I mean, author that was, and read the book. Exactly. <laughs> that was one of the really cool things that came back from this whole thing was like, Loads of bookshops were like, whoa, we've been selling so many copies of it because this has, I mean, in, in, in most ways, it's really sad. Like you don't want, and I'm sure Tori Peters doesn't want, like the only reason that people are buying her book is because they heard about it because a bunch of transphobes no, are exactly. being stupid. But at the same time, it's so awesome to see people who are like, okay, I'm just going to buy this book because I want to support this author and I want to mm -hmm. support trans writers more in general yeah like i was planning on getting i was planning on getting that book from the library because i wanted to read it anyway like i've, I've had this book on my reader yeah. for a little while but now i'm like i think i'm gonna buy it i think it, it's one of those moments where i should buy it instead yeah it's good to support the author it's it's funny too because i the reason i found this news in the first place was because i'd seen people talking just generally like reviewing the book on instagram or something and i was like oh that sounds really good so i looked it up and i was like oh no i'm not gonna buy it because it's hardcover yeah <laughs> And I was like, oh God, I'll have to do a whole hardcover challenge. I don't know if I'm ready to read it right away. And then that's how I found all of this news and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we should definitely buy it. And then we'll only have a month to read it. <laughs> yeah. And the nice, I mean, I'm not allowed to buy it until May because like I said, I'm not buying any more books for the next, for the rest of the right. month. So I'll have until the beginning of June to read it because I'm not going to get it until <laughs> May 1st. <laughs> May 1st. We'll both, maybe May 1st, let's both buy that book. Okay. All right, so that was our book news, Raylene. It is now time for book olds. I think you mean Ruben. Um, you called me. By oh my god! I'm so names. sorry. <laughs> like hello. <laughs> <laughs> so this week I wasn't. I, I I honestly did this kind of last minute. So there's a book that I have known about for a while. This one is not new to me by any means, but so you've probably mm. heard of it. Um, Interpreter of Maladies by Jumpa Lahiri. Oh yeah. This totally. is one that has just been kind of on my radar low key for a while and kind of more mm -hmm. high key for the past few weeks just because I was like, okay, short story collections. Let's let's look up a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is another short story collection. I will read the synopsis off of Goodreads here. <clears throat> Navigating between the Indian traditions they've inherited and the baffling new world, the characters in Jhumpa Lahiri's elegant touching stories seek love beyond the barriers of culture and generations. In a temporary matter published in The New Yorker, a young Indian-American couple faces the heartbreak of a stillborn birth while their Boston neighborhood copes with, the with a nightly blackout. In the title story, an interpreter guides 
resides an American family through the India of their ancestors. And here's an astonishing confession. Lahiri writes with deft cultural insight reminiscent of Anita Desai and a nuanced depth that recalls Mavis Gallant. Don't really, I'm not familiar with Mavis, but I have heard of Anita Desai. <laughs> um, I do love the name Mavis, though. That is a fantastic <laughs> name. So yeah, this sounds like a really great short story collection that honestly, I'm very interested in because as I've talked about, I want to read more kind of non you know non-american focused stories and these stories all kind of are focused in india obviously some of them take place in america as well but they are about indian characters which i mm -hmm. think is really cool and would love to read so i don't actually own this book yet but i i do want to get it sooner rather than later so that's one that i thought sounded cool for the peeps i've heard absolutely incredible things about jumpa lahiri mm -hmm. um one th cool fact i know about her is that she learned italian because she moved to italy i think oh, yeah um, i think and I did she that. yeah and she was like you know really in love with italian culture and um the Italian language and she learned it so well that she wrote one of her short story collections in Italian and then translated it herself what? and I'm just like that is next level brilliance like if you're that smart that you can like master a language so well that you can write it in I mean that's like people like um Nabokov who like learned or am I thinking of Nabokov yeah who like are born Russian but then mastered English so much yeah. that they're able to write Lolita in English I don't understand that's just <laughs> hardcore man <laughs> that's very um, cool yeah and I, I'm looking up her Wikipedia it says that she edited and translated the Penguin book of Italian short stories <laughs> Wow, jump up. You are cool. She's that is very so cool. That makes cool. me want to like pick up her book even sooner. I'm like, what a baller. <laughs> right? Yeah. Also, uh finalists for Man Booker Prize and the National Book Award mm -hmm. for Fiction. Like I know she's super well acclaimed. Highly yes. acclaimed. Yes. Gosh. Well. Um, I hope people check that out. It's always mm -hmm. cool hearing your random picks, really. <laughs> I know they're very random, but they're always something that I find interesting. So it's like, these are yeah. all books that I could see myself reading for sure. Exactly. Well, thank you so much to everyone for hanging out with us this week. We hope that you guys have been reading good stuff. Um, definitely let us know on our Instagram. I'm sure we'll post something where we ask like, what are you reading or what you doing? Um, Kaylee, who runs our Instagram, is so good at asking for questions. Like I'm always, I oh god, she wrote she wrote a caption on one of our photos that actually made me burst out laughing. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out what it was. It was one of my photos, um, and was it this one? All right, everyone, I, I searched through the Instagram and I can't find it. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I swear to God, she did a hilarious caption and she she deserves she deserves all the praise in the world. But for some reason, I can't find it. Oh, wait, was it this one? Note that <laughs> here's a real stack. Here's a real stack of new books that she can't wait to dive into. Note that they are all paperbacks because she bought them in fear of the potential punishment. <laughs> You're not wrong, Kaylee Hyde. You're not wrong. All right. Well, thank you so much. We're off to Patreon to um, record our Patreon bonus mini podcast. Mm -hmm. This one actually comes from CJ, who edits the podcast. Oh my God. He asked me, he was like, you and Raylene were saying that John Ronson, or no, that Cheryl Strayed is like the mom of the podcast. Yeah. And so she, he, he was like, fill out the other siblings. Like, who <gasps> is the brother of the podcast, the dad of the podcast? Probably John Ronson. John Ronson. Uh, for sure. <laughs> any other any other roles that we can think of um so i think that that's going to be really funny and uh, <laughs> we'll meet you guys over there all right bye bye